Hello everybody, Mariner here and welcome to Net That Hall. And yes, I do know how to use I do know how to steer the ship, Gabe, unlike somebody. <laughs> that's that, that that's me. <laughs> I heard a little rumour. You should we hear it. You should, you should hear it on the pod. <laughs> on, on the podcast, it's it's the best. <laughs> how are you doing anyway? I'm sorry I couldn't be with you last night, but I was uh absolutely exhausted from a long day down uh, across the other side of the UAE. So, uh, yeah, everything all right your way? Yeah, yeah, everything's uh, going pretty well on this end. I uh, had a great show yesterday with um, with Lucien. I'm just, I mean, I, I forgive myself the <laughs> crashing the ship into the harbor because because we ended up keeping it under an hour. So so I think that that feat is more important than the than the launch. Oh, nothing wrong with that, as long as you keep it under that one hour. That's the critical that's right, that's thing, right. isn't it? And so we'll have to try and keep this critical as well. Let's see how we do with this tonight as well, because I think there's some football, which I think we might all want to watch later on. Um, but so anyway, should we dive in and let's crack on rather than worrying about what happened last week? Let's start thinking about what's going to happen this week. Well, first, we need to have a look at uh, the philosophy of, philosophy of the week. Um my FPL rank means that I probably need a Swiss psychiatrist. You've actually got one. <laughs> I've actually brought one today for show and tell. <laughs> um, <laughs> so the yeah, so be always the, every week before we get going with things, it's always good to take a pause. You know, we all know Maradona's famous La Pausa. This is La Pausa right here to create a little space for what's, what's for what's to come. Philosophy of the of the week for game week eight it comes from Carl Jung. He said, we cannot change anything until we accept it. Condemnation does not liberate. It oppresses. Mariner, can you think of a time where you have felt oppressive condemnation for something uh, regarding I, FPL? I every week. Every week? <laughs> That's right. Maybe even every day. <laughs> About the same actually, week, no. Yeah. Actually, no. Every match, um, every VAR decision, condemnation does not liberate it oppresses. I'll tell you what, it liberated me listening to that <laughs> ass. Make a complete pig's ear of doing decisions uh, on the pitch again. I know it didn't really affect me FPL-wise because I thought I'm not, you know, uh, owner-wise. It didn't affect me, but... <clears throat> I can see why people might be condemning people and it, perhaps it might feel rather liberating to do it. I'm not quite sure I agree with this. <laughs> but this is, <laughs> so, this, so this is in relation to FPL. You can sit there and rant about your team and rant about the variants and, and complain about this, that, and the other. And the, you're doomed to repeat those same patterns if that's, if that's how you choose to engage with it. If you accept the maybe the, the variance, if you accept that you won't always be right, if you accept that you will mostly be wrong, <laughs> um, then you are free. That's how you are truly free. Otherwise, you are in the shackles of, uh, of condemnation. So you're basically saying just embrace the disasters. Embrace the disasters. It truly is fine, Mariner. It truly is fine. <laughs> I can't. No. I can't. Now let's I can't go on a, now let's get, get the show going psychiatrist a right now. Get me that Swiss psychiatrist right now. I mean, look, between me and you, and, and probably a good job I didn't do the review show, because I've been, I'd have been talking even more crap than usual, because I never watched a single game last weekend. 
I, I didn't watch mm. a match. I have not watched a minute of football because I was too busy watching the Ryder Cup, quite frankly. Far too busy watching the golf to worry about football this weekend. And, and oh, I did let a little Ryder thing... I did let a little... Yeah, yeah, I did let a little thing. Yeah, it's like Europe beat the USA. <laughs> but anyway, there we go. Imagine you're not Americans, so that's fine. I know you live there, but you're not, are you? I I couldn't care less about golf, and I, I have I have no patriotism to this country. So uh... <laughs> it's about the only time I've got any patriotism towards Europe. But that's another story. Anyway, um, but no, but no, and, and consequently, I also said that if I haven't looked at the fixtures, I had to I had to look fixtures up tonight as well because I've not even looked who's playing who next week. <clears throat> My goodness. Anyway, enough of this. Enough of the uh, pathetic, liberating excuses, which. I need to keep getting in with my rank being so bad. Um, <laughs> matchups. Let's go, Gabe. We'll start with Luton against Spurs. Now, this is an interesting one because I was having a look at Luton's numbers at home and they are by no means as bad as a lot of people, what you would actually think. They're actually not bad defensively or attacking wise at home i know they're not necessarily getting the results but their numbers aren't bad that xg sort of like sort of like sees that it, it doesn't it does quite like spurs at 1.87 doesn't it uh, but it also quite likes luton at 1.51 my x my uh, fdr on the other hand has Spurs quite a long way down in comparison, I think, to where you would normally expect to see a net XG of 1.87 with only a 1.4 mm-hmm. fixture mm-hmm. difficulty and a very slight positive for Luton at 0.3. Um, Luton's left, quite likes. I'm not quite sure who's there, no idea. Um, <laughs> but the rest of it, <laughs> the rest of it, uh, really Spurs XG 1.7 matchup, big chances 2.7 matchup, and Luton's headers. And they are creating chances from uh, set pieces, which is probably one of the only ways that they might score, being honest with you. What's your view on this one? Um, let us know how you feel this is going to go and uh, give us a bit of your, uh, through the through the old lens, mate, as usual. Yeah, so I think the lens is a little bit divided on this one because I I think in I agree while I agree with you that Luton's I I, I dug into this one I couldn't believe Luton had a net xG of one point five one against against Spurs, um, even knowing how open Spurs have been I, I thought that was that was quite high, so I, I dug into the metrics and and sure enough part of it is Spurs's defense is being held back a little bit by still by by last season by some of last season's games. Um, that will that will phase out in May in the next couple of game weeks between game week eight and game week twelve, kind of uh, last season's data. I'll phase last season's data out, but I, I think it's it's being a little bit unfair to Spurs' defense here. By the same token, I do kind of expect Luton to 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 get one at home, um, and L- Luton's numbers from a like. Luton concede. Let's see what what is it they have. I wrote it down here somewhere that they they concede so many goals. Um, oh, here we go. They've conceded um, four goals after the 85th minute in set in in, in the seven matches that they've played. 
Um, I think I think that's a big deal. That that's where like Luton's kind of defense really falls apart. But initially, they they show some resiliency. Um, what I will say is is that that stat right there really kind of like has me second guessing a son captaincy and obviously we'll get to captaincy mm. at the end with the metric but i know it's on a lot of people's minds where son has been i have uh, hold on son has been subbed off prior to the 80th minute five times this season and luton have conceded uh four goals after the 85th minute mm. and that that's interesting that Mm-hmm. It does. I, I know what you mean. It's an odd one, that, isn't it? I, I also have a little niggling doubt about this one. I, I'm not quite sure who I would captain otherwise, but I have got this niggling doubt about this. I mean, look, I'll tell you why. Um, Luton, big chances against at home, on average, 1.3 per 90. Only 1.3. XG against only 0.9 per 90 at home. Hmm. They are not necessarily... Now, again, I don't think they've played anyone... Who have they played at home? They've played, obviously... They've, they've played only had Burnley. two games. It's a small they've sample size. Three now. Three now. Three. Oh, it's three. It's three yeah, now. Right. But, that's yeah. <clears throat> they've only played three three games at home. Yes, it's a small sample size. Maybe they've not come up, up, up against you know, Spurs, the new version of Spurs or anything like it. So we have to think about that, that. But yeah, you make a decent point. I think, you know, Son's okay if he's on the pitch. But even then, <clears throat> how easy is it for him? Um, it, <clears throat> it might be one of those weeks where you might need Madison to pick, to unpick something, perhaps. I'm not sure. And also, with, there is a bit of a niggling doubt about Son's fitness, isn't there, as well? He wasn't seen on... He wasn't seen on the training pitch this week. There was some comments on, <clears throat> it's not Twitter, on X or whatever the hell it is these days, mm. saying, um, oh, yeah, because they're managing a, perhaps an issue. And that, again, plays into the fact that Sun might come off early. It's a little bit tricky, this captaincy for them, I think. Yeah, and, you know... And- <clears throat> If we're looking, if we're looking at this match for captaincy, I think I think Madison might edge it over over Son just because of the minutes and and the fact that that you know Madison will play. Um, let's see, he's been subbed prior to the 80th minute twice this season. Other than that, it's 85th minute or later. So, um, or 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 full 90. So so I think he he might be the standout, especially since Luton tend to concede um, late. Um, <laughs> black screen here with the. With a fun comment in in, in the Can, chat, refs have to give Luton the win after giving Spurs a win last week. And fair enough, right? <laughs> yeah, balance it all out, right? I don't think that Darren England will be anywhere near a VAR screen anytime soon. Soon, anyway, but that's another story. Um, yeah, Madison's minutes on average eighty five point one against seventy nine point three. Their actual involvement and expected involvement are nearly exactly the same. Nearly mm. exactly the same, actually. Very. Um, and there is just a tiny bit, and, and there's very little shall we say, um, uh, you know, very little under our overperformance there. So I... You want to run, run through what you're looking at? It does support for, for Madison. Yeah, I mean, what I'm looking at here is, uh, this is this new predict- player predictions I'm working on, and I'll explain it later because there's actually a slide actually showing all the players. Okay. But you'll see it anyway. But basically, this is um, based on their expected involvement and the expected matchup between XG, 
we are trying to predict the team, the players' involvement in the next five game weeks. So what you're seeing there is that we think on the basis of this, Madison should get 2.42 returns and Sun 2.19. Not necessarily that many, actually. And again, this is again point from the basis that actually Spurs' matchups in the next five weeks are not all that great either. But anyway, <clears throat> let's come back to this, I suggest. We have we we do, uh, Will here in the in the chat says he heard rumors Sunderland's nursing a groin injury. If if it is, it's the same rumor I've seen. If it's if it's I a groin that injury, that that honestly that what we were talking about before prior backstage is just getting a little more and more enticing as as I'm getting more information here. Trouble is, I owned both Madison and Son. It was quite deliberate. I really didn't know he was nursing an injury. I, I know he came off, but. Um, yeah, it's a little bit frustrating. But anyway, there we go. It is what it is. Um, it could be an interesting game. Um, I would really, I, but I, this might go down to the wire. It might go down to press conferences, hearing, trying to get a bit of understanding about what's going on. Is it the early game? Yes. Is it the first? Oh, God, it's, it's Gandhi, Gandhi as game. well, then. <laughs> <laughs> Oh, my. Okay. Anyway, um, Colm's saying just to brighten our day up as well, the last three Luton Spurs games have finished nil-nil. They were they were in the late 80s and early 90s, however. So most of you weren't. If most of the people who were watching this, Colm, weren't even born. I, I certainly was. <laughs> I'd left school by the late 80s, but there we go. There's another story. That's the problem with being an old fart. Anyway, right. Uh, next game then, uh, Gabe. Let's keep going. Um it's just a didn't think uh, didn't was it didn't Sun also have a, a, an injury last season? Was it in Croydon last season? I think it might have been. Don't I think remember. it might have been a groin. You know, I can't remember. Yeah. I know he was definitely nursing something. They they blamed that on the form, didn't they? But anyway, Burnley against Chelsea. Okay, so uh, Chelsea finally get a win. Maybe Sir Poch's skin, perhaps. I'm not quite you know, Who knows? Um, but this week, away at Burnley, um, XG, net XG, Chelsea slightly better, 1.59 against 1.21. Uh, Chelsea's fixture difficulty, on the other hand, is much better. 2.1 attack, 1.3 defence. Uh, and also, uh, uh, Burnley's left, Chelsea's centre, Chelsea's right. But saying that, the rest of the matchups, Gabe, are a little bit meh, if I'm honest with you. And I've got a, 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 a maybe there's a little bit on shot goal predictor for that for Chelsea at 26% for two. Uh, and even, but realistically, I'm not sure I see an awful lot of goals in this one, despite the fixture difficulty showing what it does. What's What's your perspective of this one? Yeah, I think I think Burnley are starting out more compact than than they were initially in the season, and they're and they're act, well. And in, in you know, it's we're looking at the uh, position maps there, and th- this is obviously against Newcastle, um, which is a much better team than Chelsea, of course. So so they will be perhaps a little bit deeper in that one. Um, it's it's if Burn Burnley can are going to play that kind of compact midfield higher up, higher up the field, then maybe so, something could open up for Chelsea. Um, I mean, there, there are so many other emerging assets in midfield and stuff that, that I, I, Chelsea assets are being sold in large part. I don't know if Sterling will even start in this game, um, but 
this is like Burnley, a, a team trying to get out of first gear, just trying to get in motion. Their their, their passing patterns in in, um, in in play, and Chelsea, a team that knows that can move the ball, that has been defensively like not terrible, right? But but they they just can't get into third gear. So it's whatever team can kind of like get into that extra gear. I, th- I think well it could have an advantage here. But it's I, I think it's um I kind of agree with the stats that it's much closer than it really should be, um in in terms of a a matchup and and therefore a little bit unpredictable for me. Jackson's back. Is he going to have? Is his enforced rest going to have that desired effect to, to uh, to perhaps wake him out of his slumber? Mm-hmm. Um, I mean, Ollie Watkins certainly stopped it in the post last week. <laughs> maybe, <laughs> maybe, yeah, maybe, uh, maybe Jackson's about to turn. He is still the uh, by far the player with the well with the most potential involvement for Chelsea. Um, thing is i don't think many people own them anymore i've sold chill well i still have got gusto the only reason i can't get rid of him because i'm too busy putting out fires elsewhere but but yeah i mean i saw jackson weeks ago now or it feels like weeks ago yeah i'm sure not many people own jackson and there are too too many obvious sells for these players right like sterling to madison for example if 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 you can get there um jackson to darwin for example for for a game week um if if you want to go there so so I don't know. I would imagine people have sold these players. Um, and the one thing I'll say is, if you're if you're stuck maybe with Botman and Estupinian, and and like so your uh, your defense is pretty threadbare. Um, like I'm I'm starting Kabore. I'm I'm gonna have to start Kabore this this game week unless I do something drastic. And if if you're stuck with like a Burnley defender, it, I think it's um it's not the end of the world. Yeah, I mean, there was just a mention about uh, Lyle Foster in the chat whilst we're talking about Burnley. Lyle Foster's five million, right? Um, If I was to just put this prediction program back up again, Gabe, you can see there that he sits top of Burnley with respect to involvement. But look at his uh, his, uh, expected against actual. Minus 0.28 per 90, right? So, in other words, his actual involvement is 67%. His expected is only 39. So, look, if he is, if if his finishing is good, and he is, you know, and this is by the fact that when he gets a chance, he sticks it away. You know, he's sticking it away, and you know, he's, shall we say, he's in great, you know, he's in form, or he's been lucky. Is two different things entirely. But if you were to take that and put that onto the next five game weeks, that puts him up to three, almost three returns in the next five game weeks. Hmm. And that is for a five million player. He is not such a stupid pick, quite frankly. He's a player that I've thought about. Hmm. That's so a really just have to just shout. I, th- I think well, let's clip this one because at Lyle, for, I. I, I like I like the logic. Um, the the one thing you see the, what the I mean other, by it. You, yeah. you you can't judge it. It's, this is about the context, isn't it? You've got to decide whether the context is the fact that he's actually overperforming his expected goals because of the fact he's good, or is he lucky? And that's well, it's, the it's, point. It's, or is it somewhere a, in another, between? Hold on, but there's, there's another. There's another. Those aren't the only two variables. It could be that everybody else is so shit 
that the expected for the others is is really low on the actual, which makes his actual percentage higher. Yeah, actually, let me just try and unfilter this a second and see whether it's goals or assists. But but to, to your it's point, like goal, I, it's I goals for him. Look, it's only goals, so right. he's very little assists there. Look, yeah. Do you see what I mean? So. so... I mean to to, to your point, yeah, like uh, like I, yeah, no, I I think um this is it's really interesting as an academic experiment on on like yes. experimenting with our process, right? We're not yeah. going to go in and bring Lyle Foster in most most likely, but but this would be an interesting experiment. No, I don't think I would. I mean, you know, at the end of the day, I think again, there's other options. But I mean, if you're wildcatting, is a five million Lyle Foster worth it over a four point five million, four point six million archer? He may well be, you know. Mm. That you extra know what I mean? five, yeah, it could be worth it. Mm -hmm. Maybe. Anyway, anyway, let's let's keep going. Um, the answer is, but what do you play him? I, there are games I think where you may play him. Yes, I think there possibly are. I think it's very much dependent on who your fifth midfielder is. That's that's mm. key uh, with that. Mm. Anyway, next one: Everton against Bournemouth. Uh, <laughs> Dear God, poor Everton, Everton my goodness me. Uh, born <laughs> Everton at home, uh, 1.46 XG, uh, net XG against Born with the way 1.31. Everton's fixture difficulty is better, 2.4 against 0. 0.4 uh, defence. And uh, yeah, Everton's right is favoured. Everton's headed chances is also favoured. In fact, it's a good matchup for headed chances. Um, mm. This week, you know, um, is Tarkovsky fit? Um, maybe. Uh, I mean, Calvert Lewin's fit. Yeah, and and guess what? Guess who? And I did mention him last. I did. I did mm -hmm. diss him from the perspective of the fact I thought his leg would fall off again. But then, actually, on Twitter, I said, "You know what? There's this little devil in me telling to think about bringing Calvert Lewin in." And and I think it was Connery said, "Chris, don't just stop it, Chris." <laughs> Connor, the little angel. Just, just, <laughs> Good just for Connor. stop it, Chris. Just stop it. Thank you, Connor. But he scored again. Yeah, but I mean, look, he's probably going to get injured again. But I mean, if he doesn't get injured, he is a very patchy player, isn't he? He gets into a run and he starts and he scores. And to be fair to him, he is very, very much like that. We've seen it before, haven't we? It goes long term periods of blanking and then he and then he comes good. Um, Gabe, what's your perspective on this one, please? Yeah, I mean, um, Everton are kind of living and dying by set pieces right now and, and, and crosses and stuff like that. So that's that's why that headed matchup is is high, is showing up there. Um, and, you know, I, I haven't looked at Everton's fixtures, um, but I wouldn't be surprised if Calvert-Lewin starts being recognized, at least, or, be, or being talked about and, and, and considered. Do you know what his price is? Calvert-Lewin. He's oh, yeah, I can soon tell you. So I've actually uploaded it tonight. So let me just check. Um, he is five point eight. Yeah. So I mean, five point eight million. You know, if, if you're looking at um, like that's that's a decent price point, I, I I think for for a player. But again, not looking here purely academic. Um, from a tactical perspective. <clears throat> oh wow, I have the <laughs> I have the Everton slides um swapped there. The the one on the left is is. <laughs> Oh no, they're good. No, no, the one on the left is before the subs. The one on the right is after the subs. Look how look how spread open Everton 
became after after the substitutions um, against Luton because um, they they went down in that match and they had to make subs and and be more open. So this, but this idea of an Everton deep block, I think even even when when they come out, if you look at the average positions there, it's quite high up up the field. Um, obviously, they're playing Luton, so they will be high up the field. But you, you see the concentration on the left there, on the left side of their attack, and the and the space that's opened up on their right side, right. So, um, which means Bournemouth's left side could uh, could create something, even though it's not showing up there in the zonals. Um, I, I think there could be something from Bournemouth's left. The problem is Bournemouth don't create much away from home. This is the problem. No, um, they don't. Um, Solanke is involved in most things. Um, mm -hmm. He's got eighty percent involvement in everything that Bournemouth have done this season. The trouble is they just haven't done much. Hmm. Now, their XG for the next five game weeks is actually better. Bournemouth's fixtures are turning a little bit. It's just that bit. Again, I would just like to see a little bit more from Bournemouth. And I think if you look at if you look at Solanke against Calvert-Lewin, you know, again, and, and then players like Lyle Foster and players like that, and you're only another what, half a million more and you're at Julian Alvarez. You, you know what I mean? It, it doesn't really mm -hmm. compete, does it? They don't really compete. It's a shame because I actually quite like Solanke. He's certainly a... Uh, the talisman for for, for Bournemouth, but uh, mm -hmm. not this week. I don't think I, th I fancy Calvert Lewin this week. I've got a funny feeling Everton might turn it round this week. Oddly enough, I I just I I don't think I don't know. I, I just see them as inconsistent. So like one game they'll turn it around, yeah. and and then the next three yeah. they'll they'll just they'll tank again. Uh, the numbers are good. the numbers are good. The fact is they're just not. Oh, they seem not to be. Um, and, and of course, Pickford, they Pickford good will players. concede again. Pickford will, <laughs> yeah. that, that's, 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 like, that's the new Gandhi, the new Gandhi rule. Yeah. Pickford will concede again. Pickford will concede. Yeah. Well, oh, and yeah. but keep an eye, keep keep an eye on Ducure. I think Ducure is an underrated um, asset, and and he's playing like this ten or even support striker um, position at times. So um, yeah. Yeah, yeah, maybe if you're wildcarding in the international break and you've, you've got the opportunity for a little punt, why not Calvert-Lewin? You know, that might not be the worst idea this week. Yeah, yeah, I don't hate it. I, well, there are other yeah. options. I don't know if it's a one-week punt. If he's wildcarding next week, have no problem with it. I wouldn't do it long-term because his leg's going to fall off. But, I mean, if, if he's yeah. fit this week and he's against Bournemouth, then why not? Um Fair. Fixed difficulty quite likes it. And again, headed matchups is there. So there's, there's, mm -hmm. there's something mm -hmm. there for him, I think. Um, for sure. Anyway, let's keep, let's keep going. Um, Fulham, Sheffield United. Guaranteed to be last on match of the day, I think. Um, now, <laughs> uh, your NetXG actually likes uh, Fulham. Um, it's hardly surprising because it's Sheffield United. Um, mm -hmm. 1.78 against 1.23. Um, my fixture difficulty, on the other hand, finds Fulham rather uh, bang average. <laughs> I think, you know, any anyone who is uh, making Sheffield United look good or, or look relatively good is probably not themselves. Um, Sheffield United's attack only 0.2. Um, the... The the uh, zonals uh, represent uh, the closest I've seen to a traffic light so far tonight, Gabe, with Fulham green <laughs> left and left and right, and Sheffield United, you know, red. Uh, and again, the old the, the, I think someone quite enjoyed this quip last week, so I'm going to use it again. Um, 
if I was red colorblind, I wouldn't be able to predict. I wouldn't be able to quote what the numbers are on the shot goal predictors or shot and target goal predictors because they're virtually all bright red. So it doesn't really suggest an awful lot's going to happen this week in this game. What's your perspective? Um, so I know Colm's in the chat and he's, he's a Fulham fan. So um, so I'm glad he's here because I, I'm finally going to be a little bit nice to Fulham. <laughs> and and what I think the reason NetXG is, is, so, is so much higher than the FDR is because the zonals are baked in there. And look how those zonals are quite strong for Fulham, especially that 4.7 zonal on the left side. That's where Andres Pereira is playing. That's where all their creativity is coming from. So I think I think Andres Pereira gets a goal here, um, maybe even a double return. I, I really like him in this matchup quite 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 a bit, um, be, precisely because of that zonal and and the and the way Fulham have been playing. So um, that's and and you can see that zonal matchup. It's reflected in the creativity xG metric. It's the one that's kind of higher than the rest, the one point nine nine. It's because those zonals are big. That's like big chances in zonals. And uh, and it's baked in there, and so that that's reflected right there. And and then um, I mean Leno, as, as sure as Pickford is gonna keep a clean sheet, Leno is gonna ball out. <laughs> He's been playing so well for so long. Um, he he would one hundred percent like if 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 I were on free hit Mariner, um, just out of the off the top of my head, out of the blue here, <laughs> um, Leno and Castagna double up uh, for Fulham would be very interesting. Yeah, I think I could see it. So I could probably see that. The only thing I would say about Leno is that I'm not sure how many saves he's going to actually have to make. I mean, although Sheffield United may look at this game as something that they can actually give it a go. And if they, of course, give it a go, it might not be big chances. It might be lots of, like, say, lots of, should we say, small, you know, small chances and poor quality chances and things like that. And, of course, that's going to play right into Leno, um, particularly if they keep a clean sheet right. So, yeah, I mean, and if not, then maybe some serve points. But no, I, I, I sort of like see where you're coming from with it. I, I mean, I, I think you must be completely mad to double up on Fulham personally <laughs> in defence. But, um, I, I mean, look, McAtee can turn up and score, right? Because he's good. Yeah, they, they are capable sure, of scoring, sure. to be fair. Yeah. Sheffield mm-hmm. United. They're just also very capable of conceding. I, I mean, as as it stands now, I'm playing uh, Archer. He's a starter for me. So <laughs> you just told me that you would let you double up on that. <laughs> but, but I, I'm in a situation. That's why. <laughs> oh dear. Okay. Enough of that. We'll cover that later, shall yeah. we? Um, yeah, yeah. Manchester United against Brentford, uh, Gabe. Um, now, <laughs> right. Where do we start with this one? It's last on match today. Can we start there? Two bang average teams, quite frankly. One with a load of injuries, the other just shit. Um, I'll let you decide which one's which. Um, (laughs) (laughs) um, Manchester United, uh, 1.51 net XG against a bang average Brentford team, quite frankly. Flecken has been an unmitigated disaster for me unmitigated disaster um as as umbumo but there we go his, his wheels fell off his umbumobile um the fixture difficulty wise still likes manchester united i mean they do create things good they're just not finishing them um by the looks of things 2.6 fdr and 0.6 defense 
Manchester United's this fixture field is by no means bad. And in fact, again, you've got that traffic light showing um, quite clearly. Is uh, we joke about free hit, but if you were free hit any other week, any other week, you would double up on Manchester United attack. Any other week, looking at those numbers, if you didn't know, if you were stuck in a silo and you'd locked yourself away for the last eight weeks and you just looked at this completely blind and just come in and looked at these numbers with no context whatsoever, 2.4 XG, 3.5 big chances, 7.5 shots on target, 11.7 shots in the box, 2.9 headed matchup. You've got shot goal predictors going mad as well. Mm -hmm. But then it's 10 fraud. Tell us about it. (laughs) (laughs) Then it's 10 fraud indeed. I mean, these are two dysfunctional teams right now. Brentford have lost their entire creative left side. um, So they're figuring themselves out. And Manchester United have lost everything i guess all, all sense of reason and and, and leadership um and self-respect yeah. and self-respect. <laughs> that's right um here's a look flecken what it's it's interesting flecken away so brentford have played three away matches this season they've only conceded one big chance non-penalty in those in those three games and they've and only the conceded, conceded though. <laughs> That's, you know, that's enough, I think. Um, and and only it feels one like point, it. And only one point three um, post shot xg in in three matches. So it's you know it's is it like so what? what, what it's it's fair I, to ask like I, what what's happening there, right? Um, I'm I'm at a loss with it. I really am. It's he's been worse at home. At home, his his stats are terrible, but. But away, away they are a little bit better, um, and maybe it's because they they've played more of that that back five in away. I'm I'm not sure. I'd have to look into that. Fucking hasn't been worse than Onana. That's right. We're here talking about fucking <laughs> Onana is like a, a new pit of hell every day. Poor guy, man. I actually I actually feel for the guy. Uh, I, I I have to say, yeah, I tend to agree with you, but I mean, I have to. Flecken's been an unmitigated disaster for me. I mean, I'm looking at Manchester United's numbers here. People are selling players like. Playing, selling them like hot cakes. Rashford's likely to drop in prices soon. I mean, you know, I look at these, I look at these uh, matchups, I look at these predictions. Fernandez is still pretty much top of all expected involvements for the next five game weeks. They've got nine point five two positive, nine point five two xg on a matchup in the next five game weeks compared to. Burnley at four and a half or something like that, and 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 Spurs at six. When you look at these XG matchups, the the fixtures are not bad. They are just bad, yeah. and, and it's I, like they just can't. Are they going to turn a corner, or are, are, are they just have they just shot the bolt, Gabe? I honestly, I, I um, I'm just in in like a wait and see I, I i don't want to predict anything for them i i, I just know that no none of this none of these good stats matter for a shit team a shit yeah. team well they, and they're not a shit they, team they're just they're, they're a team in crisis let's call them a, t- a t- both of these teams are kind of like a little bit in crisis and and i don't think any good stats matter for them whatever xgi xg like whatever matchups they have like just just it's, get it's, it's, good players on good teams. Remember the maxim: get good players on good teams. This is not a good team right that's now. That's what you so would have done. And I mean, when 
when you started in the season, people doubled up on these. You know, people are now wildcarding frantically to get rid of them, and yet they're playing yeah. Brentford, who potentially are bad as well. You, you know what I mean? It, this is the sort of... I, I mean, I can't sell Rashford anyway. I'm going to have to play him. I, 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 I don't really hold out much hope, but if I've got hope, perhaps this does give me it. If there is any hope, any hope whatsoever then that would be it. But I heard a rumour he jumped in the car. He was already halfway home after 20 minutes after the final whistle went at the weekend. You know, and I mean, it just doesn't... All's not well in Old Trafford, right? All's mm. not well. And I think it, there's a, there's clearly a problem there. These numbers suggest it should be, certainly it should be a, a Manchester United win and maybe some returns. But you know what? I wouldn't trust them as far as I could throw them right now. No. Oh, Hoyland seems to be the only good thing. Bruno will continue to tick. I mean, yeah, I mean, look, I mean, maybe with somebody up front who can finish, perhaps Fernandez is the better option right now. I don't know. Anyway. Let's keep going. Um, but before we before we jump into there, and I've not got the slide because it's in the wrong place, but the Football Content Awards are, I think they close on Sunday, right? Um, yep. So, uh, yes, we'll put the slide up later on. But if you like what you, you're seeing, guys, then if you haven't voted, go and have a look for the Football Content Awards online. Uh, find us and give us a vote for the, uh, the, best, that was the best in video and the best podcast, even though... I'm still shocked about this game. I don't understand how we can possibly make it onto a podcast um, because we're so visual. But anyway, apparently it's something to do with my laugh. But anyway, maybe I'll just bottle it up and sell it. <laughs> there you go. That's, people need more some, of that. Some <laughs> evil laugh or something like that. This, this is a good question from William. Uh, United have some inj- uh, defensive injuries on their left, so Mbomo can get something. Um, yeah, I, 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 I don't... That. Exactly, like 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 if he's pinned back, and the, will he be in the the space to take advantage of that? And and I and I think United's like uh, woes on the back line are being are kind of like being exposed everywhere, not just on that left hand side. Like Dallo Dallo will play the right hand side, but that was not a good like one on one one v one defender or anything like that. So, um, but but yeah, I guess if one side is more vulnerable, uh, honestly, I, I think I prefer Wissa. I, I think I, that to Mbomo, that the only reason I prefer Mbomo is a potential pen, but he could get he could be in a as a wing back in a in a three five two. Well, Val here is very positive. He's saying Manchester United easy win four one. Bruno Fernandez, Marcus Rashford, and Rasmus Hoyland all to score. There we go. Okay, um, I maybe want something that Val's on. <laughs> 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 Certainly, a, a good dose of hope. I think we would say. Mm. Should we say that? But anyway, uh, anyway, the Crystal Palace, Nottingham Forest. Let's uh, let's crack on with that one. Um, so, all right, Crystal Palace at home, net xg one point six eight, Forest only one point oh seven. Um, Crystal Palace's attack, though, only point three fixture difficulty, but really positive defence at two point four, and that I think. That paints a bit of a story, really. Um, they're very tight at the moment. 
Crystal Palace. So they seem very tight at the back, um, but not necessarily creating an awful lot. Um, although your next G seems to suggest it may be slightly different, but I don't know whether that's the fact that that's Forest who are not so good away from home or Palace good. Do you know what I mean? Mm. I can't quite work out here. I, I do feel that they're sort of like regressing back to their old selves of being a bit boring. You, you, you know what I mean? Mm. Um, palace or Forest? Palace. Palace. And and will they do that even more without um, Ibera Eza, right? He's he's out. He'll be out for several weeks, five weeks or something like that. Yep. Um, so so without that without that attacking talisman, will will Palace sit even deeper and play, you know, even even less uh, proactive ball? And and one thing I noticed about NetXG is NetXG does, doesn't really see many clean sheets this this game week, and it, and it's because like bad teams are playing bad teams and good teams are playing good teams. So. Uh, other than like the the maybe the Spurs Luton, but even Spurs' defense has have been they've been pretty open. Um, I'm looking at what's keeping Forest's net XG high, and it's the ex expected data. Um, let me see here really quick. Hmm. Yeah, I mean, okay, just whilst you're looking at that, sorry, carry on, carry on. Um, so the X, so it's I want E. The XG on target delta, so the goals minus the, the post shot XG is positive 3.8, which means he's uh, away. So he's oh, the Forest is overperforming their shots data by almost four goals. Um, right. And this is this, there's some of last season in this, in this as well, but it's that overperformance. That's why it likes Forest. Yeah, this this paints a very worrying picture for Crystal Palace. If Eze is out, like you said, I've not updated that. I didn't see his injury. I missed mm. that one maybe when I was looking at my numbers earlier on. But look how if Eze was fully fit, look how involvement, how much involvement is actually with him in that. And then you look further down, and then you're like, who's next? Jod Nayu. Oh my God. Then Anderson, and then Edwards injured as well. So he's, although he's maybe not too far away from being fit again, but that is a big problem for Palace, I think, um, potentially, a big problem. <laughs> <laughs> What's this? Bad teams playing bad teams. <laughs> I, I always find a way to to insult Fulham, even when I'm trying to be nice to them. And Colm's a massive Fulham fan. He always calls me out for it. <laughs> How very dare you. Yeah. Don't be upsetting our haulers. <laughs> Let's keep going. And this is an interesting one, Gabe. Because hmm. Brighton have just come off an absolute battering, right? Away from home. Very, very different Brighton are at home compared to away. And I see people being really down on Brighton. I am quite the opposite this week. And I think NetXG is also that way. And the fixture difficulty is that way. Brighton's NetXG 2.24, one of the highest of the week, I think. I've not seen the overall numbers, but I think it's one of the highest of the week. But also Liverpool, 1.79. So it suggests that Brighton, are con you know, Liverpool are more than likely to score. This could be quite a high-scoring game. There's potential for it anyway. 
Um, Fixture difficulty, Brighton is 3.4 and Liverpool's 1.7. So very much attacks, um, attack over defence. I would be paying every single Liverpool attacker and every single Brighton attacker I would have in my team. The problem is I don't have any. Mm. <laughs> um, <laughs> you know, um, but looking at this, you know, Brighton's left 4.8. There's Mitoma, 100% you know, potentially up against Joe Gomez or someone like that, or, or Trent, if Trent's back, you know, and you know what happens if Trent gets out of position, but almost just going to go scooting straight through that. Um, Brighton's XG 2.1, big chances 3.2, 11.9 shots in the box, 2.4 headers. Brighton's shot goal predictor's really favourable. Liverpool's is by no means red. This could be a good game, Gib, and I've got a funny feeling... There could be some holes for Brighton players here. Hmm. So, uh, Black Screen in the chat disagrees with you, Mariner. Black Screen says Where? Brighton are going to get smashed there all over the place. Right now. So, do you know what? It's not. It's not uncommon that Black Screen disagrees with me, um, <laughs> and I'm all right with that. That's his perspective. My view is Liverpool away from home are nothing like they are at home. Salah's, remember what Salah's numbers are in comparison away from home to home. We mentioned that last week. Mm. Brighton, on the other hand, are a completely different beast at home compared to away right now. And do you honestly think a Deserby team is going to not react to that battering? I think he will have torn an absolute living crap out of them. Well, Brighton have to play tomorrow. They, so Brighton got True. battered away. True. Then they then True. Now, then they have to go to what do they play? Where I don't know. I've no idea. I think they is have it? to go to Marseille, right, okay. which is brutal to go to Marseille. Yeah, that's going to be there. a tough game, right? That's a really and difficult place to go and get a result. And then they have yeah. to come back on Saturday. They they got walloped. Then they go to Marseille. Then they have to come back on they were Liverpool Saturday, playing. right? They were Liverpool Liv- and, so so on so on on the flip side so so Brighton are like mm. under they, they 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 could respond like that at home for sure, or or they could just be like battered and bruised and and it could be a difficult one for them. Liverpool coming off of an emotional yeah. game, responding to the injustice of that game with this emphatic. I, I think Liverpool are going to come out breathing fire, and Brighton are going to have a hard time dealing with that kind of intensity because they're going to be so tired because of Europe and all of that. Um, I still like Matoma. Um, hitting any, I like any player attacking Liverpool's right side. <laughs> just, we'll, we'll say that for the rest of the season. So Matoma's <laughs> a, a fantastic pick, I think, in this one. But, I, I mean, Darwin will start because he's the only one because, because he's healthy. So start Darwin, Diaz, Salah. If you if you can get to that triple up, I think that could be massive here against Brighton. And Brighton haven't kept mm. a clean sheet all season, so no, I'm not saying they're going to keep a clean sheet. Far from it. I've never. I didn't say that. What? I'm sure I didn't mention that. I'm sure I didn't predict that. No way. Um, I just again, I, th- I think Mitoma is. I, I don't own him. I, I'm. He's probably the player who frightens me more out of anybody this weekend. Actually, mm. he really frightens me this week. Oddly enough. Uh, we'll see how it goes. Uh, Liverpool play on Thursday night as well, of course. But they are at home. They're home and, and they'll likely... That's the, uh, they're in the conference league, right? Yeah, so they may rest yeah, players, yeah. right? It'll be, it'll be a yeah. heavily rotated. Yeah, game. you make a good point. You know, I mean, and yeah, yeah, you're making a good point. Um, let's see. 
let's see how it goes. I still think and, Brighton are a different beast at home compared to away. Uh, and I think that's a big step. If this was away, I wouldn't be talking them up at all. I'll be honest with you. And and you bring the psychology into it, the pride factor after getting thumped by by Aston Villa, coming back home and wanting to reestablish kind of like their 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 project. They've also, like, this is... yeah, and, they've, and they've also got an extremely good record against Liverpool at home. Mm-hmm. Bat as well. But it, it, this this should be a great battle. Um, I, but I I, th- I think Liverpool. Um, I, I think it's it's too much. You can't do that to a team. <laughs> No, um, and of course, P, of course, PGMOL will feel sorry for Liverpool. <laughs> but the, last year, they the injustice was against Brighton. Remember that that game against Spurs, where they they took away three Brighton goals. <laughs> so bad. God. What a mess! Anyway, look, some diff- different com. There's some really different. I was seriously considering Salah cap. It's about uh, ballroom jam. Colm, it's a case of who reacts best. Yeah, it is. Let's yeah, see how yeah. people do on Thursday night. Uh, yeah, Diaz will score a hat trick, according to William. Uh, he's probably <laughs> that pissed off. It wouldn't surprise me at all. He probably, if there's anyone who's absolutely livid, it'll be him. Right, coming, but there's a bit of put your South American attitude on and here we go um let's see let's see i i, I still think How that it? it could be an interesting game how come it's always spurs benefiting <laughs> all right anyway right let's take that one off let's get going shall we um interesting debate though gabe i like it it's a mm. that's a good one because i think that's a real one which could be a bit it's a bit again a bit tricky to call i think yeah it is it really is this one is an interesting one as well. West Ham against Newcastle. Newcastle again with maybe a, maybe an extra day's rest. Well, with an extra day's rest, no doubt. So West Ham playing on Thursday compared to Wednesday. Newcastle though, have got PSG tonight, haven't they? Um, so that's going to be a big game for them. And they've got injury problems. They've got Botman injured now um, as well. They've got Callum Wilson, who's unfortunately doing Callum Wilson things. Um and they've got Anthony Gordon suspended this weekend, um, which is fine because I don't need to bring him until next week. <laughs> so, um, or in the middle of the international break, perhaps. But anyway, there's another story. Uh, on this one, Gabe, Newcastle's uh, NetXG 2.04 down at London Stadium, West Ham's 1.63. Newcastle's fixture difficulty is favourable 2.6 against 0.1, but we all know why, right? It's all the Sheffield United game, right? This is all to do with that. So these are all false numbers, quite frankly. A lot of them are false numbers. And they're not that green, which tells me that maybe, even though these numbers have been been quite quite clearly been affected by the, the Sheffield United fixture here, the zonals and everything doesn't really capture it much apart from through the middle for Newcastle. And it probably sees a bit of a headed, headed, and it's not bad. Don't get me wrong; the matchups aren't bad. Two point three big chances, but not necessarily that good either. Um, this is an interesting one again. This this could be a little banana skin for Newcastle. I've got a funny feeling. I, I think this is this is a fascinating like tactical matchup. Think of um, Tonali and Bruno G against um, Socek and um, and Alvarez and like that that midfield battle. I think it's going to be fascinating in in, in this game. Um, 
I don't know. Like, uh, I, I think I, I see it the same way you do. I, I don't see it as as far apart as the stats. I, I see goals for both sides here. Um, I, I wouldn't be surprised if, um, if you know, West Ham, if from a from a set piece or or, or Bowen or something like that. And and I I think I think Newcastle are going to continue building on on what they've done. Um, but it's it's going to be it's going to be the the way in which the midfielders are able to progress the ball that I think dictates this one. And when when we talk about ball progression, when we think about that, um, the Newcastle center mids are just better at that par- particular skill than than the West Ham ones. But what the West Ham center mids will do is they can win balls. And Socek has been getting forward a little bit. It's more more in the easier matchups um, that he's had more space to to run up in there. Um, so it will be interesting that that central matchup for Newcastle is really enticing, though. Um, mm. And and it's and it's more for the for the center forward that's in behind those those strong center mids that West Ham have. I I just saw that Isak had returned three in three immediately as I took him out because again the more I just to me I brought him I just, in for all his blanks. Sometimes <laughs> sometimes this game just drives me insane. But anyway, there it's we go. So dumb. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> Bowen is flagged, by the way. Everybody's flagged. Yeah, he's flagged. Wow. So That's let's see what that. happens there. Um, but yeah, he's got a he's flagged. I saw that earlier on. Um, I Ankle. yeah, I've got a funny feeling about this one. I, I think it might. As I say, I, I've got a funny feeling that West Ham might get something. I think a headed matchup perhaps suggests they might as well. Voldemort finishing a, a James Ward-Prowse cross, perhaps. Um, I'm not sure I can rely on my Kieran Trippier double return again, uh, as I have had. I've just had six returns from him in two game weeks, and I'm still crap. So that just tells you it all. <laughs> I even brought a tin man in. I even brought Dan Byrne in, the tin man. That was the only good thing I've done all season, is call that, that Botman issue and brought Byrne in. That's the only good thing I've done, I think, all season. Shows how bad I've been. <laughs> Christ alive. It says it all when your best, when your most successful return is Dan Byrne. <laughs> anyway, <laughs> let's, keep, let, let's keep going. Um, to the man who, quite frankly, is named after, my, my team's named after him, Neto. Neto, that hall, he is absolutely uh, well, he's back to his best, Gabe, I think. Um, this is the uh, Black Country. It's almost, it's almost a Black Country derby. I think you nearly call it the Black Country because Wolves are the Black Country. And of course, it's the West Midlands, whereas Aston Villa are the opposite side of Birmingham. So I'm not sure we could call it Black Country. But anyway, they're very close together. They're about 30 mile apart here. There is no love lost here. This will be blood and guts. I guarantee you. Um, the Molyneux will be bouncing. Um Aston Villa have come off a brilliant result, a great form, but Wolves are by no mean a pushover. NetXG 1.33 for Wolves, though. Aston Villa 1.57. Actually, fixture difficulty prefers Wolves. One over Aston Villa 0.2. It doesn't... Everything else is pretty black and pretty bland. I'll play play red and bland and not very good, right? But I've got to be honest, this is a local derby. You can throw these stats out the window. 
but throw these out. I think that's what the I think that's what the stats are telling us. Like it could go one way, it could go the other way. Like I think the stats are telling us it's a local derby because because it's yeah. totally unpredictable. You know. Yeah. Um, but I well, think I mean, tell me. Uh, let me ask you a question. Hmm. You know, can I? How can I possibly have a team called Neto that hall and not own him? He's I can't bring him in this. I can't bring him in this week, but. Would he? Would he return? Would you, what do you think about returns for, for him? You know, again, he's playing down that right. Is he? Is he? I mean, fixture zones are not very good for him really this week, are they? So, but do you see anything? Do you see anything for old Pedro Neto? He's very good value, and in fact, you know what? Anthony Gordon, Pedro Neto could be brilliant fourth and fifth midfielders if you wanted to try and get to, if you wanted to try and get to that group, that foursome, you know, the the the, the elusive foursome of Haaland, Salah, Son, and Trippier. You've got to take some sacrifices somewhere. Do you actually mm-hmm. look at those two type of players to actually achieve it? I think I think right now those are those might be the among the top five best value picks in the game at the moment. Um, I, I think Gordon Gordon's value is a little bit more sustainable than maybe Neto's because Neto's relies so much on individual brilliance, uh, whereas Gordon is systemic. Like the, the team plays this way. He has he's, he wins pens. He, he has this skill that, that wins pens, so that's repeatable. I mean, but Neto's just just playing out of his skull right now, I think, and and he's taking people on one v one. It's it's just like a lot of power and a lot of pace. Um, so I I just wonder like how long that will go on. Um, but but over the past few weeks, and actually we we've been highlighting it like every week, and it came from Lucian in one of the review shows that when he mentioned he's like Neto got moved to the left, and when when he got moved to the left, his um, XA shot up. And then we started to highlight him in our in, in the shows, and then he got moved to the right, and then he was being moved around. <laughs> did, and that, yeah. yeah, and yeah. that kind of unpredictability, I think, is really working for Wolves. And so I, I think Neto will like you. You look at the zonals. I think Neto might just be placed at the best zonal matchup that the that Wolves have in a, in any given week. Um, I don't think he'll play in the middle, of course, but uh, but w- whichever side. So I, I do think he's a great pick. Um, but I want to talk about like. I, I wanted to ask you about Watkins and Diaby, um, Mariner, because obviously Watkins scored a hat trick. Now their their role seems seem or Watkins' role seems interchangeable. Sometimes provider, sometimes goal scorer. Is it maybe when they're up against um, less deep blocks or, or teams that that allow more space? Is it Watkins? But Diaby has returned against those teams as well. So I wonder if you could maybe bring up that that uh, expect the goal involvement um, chart you have. Yeah, will it's a Really interesting one, Watkins. Okay. This is super interesting, and I'll tell you why. Because he is, uh, it's there. If you look, if you look at the next five weeks, it's Matty Cashew's top <laughs> for involvement. That's amazing. But the reason is, but the reason is, is because he is. Slight is expected is slightly over his actual, so he's the opposite way around. Mm. Watkins, you see, actual involvement is 56%, expected's only 25%, so it's 31% under uh, basically expected against actual. So, again, was this the fact that Watkins was just damn good? Or was he just damn lucky? I think there's an element of both actually there this week. There was a couple of fairly low, there was certainly a deflection 
right? There's certainly one there, which you could probably on a normal day, you know, you don't always get those, right? Um, so if we look at it like this, though, if you actually took that 0 0.31, I can probably just do it, actually. Let me see if it adjusts without it breaking. Just, just while, no, while you do that. It's not going to adjust. What, it's not going to do it. I need to do it this way. So I need to change that to 56. Let, let, let me just there say, you while, while you, while, while you, while, just while, while you're fixing those numbers, I, I did want to say that, I mean, Watkins got his hat trick and, and, and a couple of those plays that there was some luck involved. But also that, that said to me, I mean, I, I find that sometimes he's a little bit arrogant. Like you can't go out, you, you can't go to Villa Park and start that central midfield. I'm sorry. Like, yeah. like no. I, names nobody's ever heard of teenagers like you you guys are like brighton you're amazing it's super fun to watch really dangerous to play against but you're not that good where you can play the teenagers at, at villa park um so we'll see hopefully he he learns from that lesson sorry go ahead but you'll see what I've just you'll see what i've just done i've just adjusted the actual the expected to the actual and it's jumped watkins up to 3.86 returns in the next five so if you think if if you think gabe and this is, again, all about context and all about your feeling as to applying these numbers in a certain way. Mm -hmm. You've got a 1.5 bounce on those numbers if you think he's going to continue um, performing at the level but with respect to his actual involvement of 56%. Now, with Diaby, again, I think he's flagged. I think it certainly was flagged. Um, if he's not playing... We've always talked saying about Diaby being cannibalizing Watkins to a certain extent. He certainly didn't. Whoops. He certainly didn't last uh, last week, but he still got a couple of returns himself, didn't he, as well? Mm -hmm. So, I mean, look, they're just good. They're very good at home. I'm not sure they're not. They're nothing like as good away from uh, nothing like as good away from home as they are at home. Um, but uh, this is a very interesting conundrum because I've seen a lot of people trying to break their teams to get Watkins in. Now, the mm -hmm. issue is, is this sustainable? You know, he returned with a hat-trick, his second hat-trick of the season. The first one, was it in game week one? I think it might have been right back at the start of the season. And I think since then, mm -hmm. you know, we've been looking at him. Everyone's thinking he's just ticking over. Then, of course, he goes pop again. And now we're looking at him. Everyone's busting the backsides to try and get him in. Whereas if you look at his actual expected involvement, Actually, from the perspective of the team, it's only twenty five percent. This this is not this this is his only hat trick this season, right? I thought he's got two hat tricks. I thought he'd got another one. I'm sure I'm ready. He's got another hat trick somewhere. Maybe not in the league. Maybe in the cup. I don't know. But uh, but I think he maybe was actually. Cup. Maybe in the cup. I think yeah, he was. was in the cup. Um, but yeah, I mean, from that perspective, Gabe, I think what you're looking at it is that you know you you can see people, you know, are people just chasing points by bringing Watkins in in a set. It's a very difficult one to judge, quite frankly. They have got two brilliant fixtures in game week nine and ten. I tell you what, I'm, I, if I was, if I could, if I, here's one for you. Here's one for you. We're going to have to talk about this in a few minutes anyway when we get to Manchester City. But if I was to sell Erling Haaland, if I was to sell Erling Haaland, oh, yeah. I would own Watkins, I would own Watkins, I would own Salah, and I would own Diaby. There we go. That's, they're the players who I would bring in. If I was if I was selling so, Holland, right? I so I I own Holland, and I own Salah, and I own Diaby. So the only difference yeah. would be Watkins for Holland. But do you? But do you own Trippier? <laughs> Thanks. 
I don't own Trippier. That's the reason I've got the problem, right? I because I own Trippier, and Trippier's been great for me, but Trippier breaks that Massive. ability. Do you know yeah, what I mean? Yeah, for sure. He just yeah. breaks it. He is the breaker. He is the breaking point for the for the uh, for the for the current budgets right now. I'm not saying I would sell Haaland, but if it's for the first time, I think there is a genuine discussion about it, and we can come on to that in a few minutes. Um, Patrick against Hibbs. Yes. Yeah. Well, anyone could play against this like playing blind skill. But anyway, there's another story. Uh, Obrigado, Warner Almeida. Uh, Obrigado. That's a Portuguese name, I believe. So. Yeah, 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 absolutely. Yeah, okay, sure. let's keep going. Arsenal against Manchester City. Surprise, surprise. Here we are. Mm. Saka is crocked. Mm. He's out. Martinelli is out as well. Trossard is fit again, obviously. Have a, I mean, Saka's decided to give everybody else penalties, which pissed everybody off immensely last weekend. <laughs> I love my, that song. my day because. <laughs> Because I'd sold him, so I was absolutely made my day. On that. Again, I got away. I got away with that so much. Got but away. anyway, Big let's let's there. let's have a look at this. This is an interesting one again because you know Arsenal at the Emirates have been you know pretty good, and, but Manchester City away from home this season have been exceptionally good, particularly attack wise. Um, mm-hmm. And this is mirrored by the the numbers. 1.67 net XG for um, Manchester City, even at the Emirates, with Arsenal only 1.39. Fixture difficulty 1.8 for Manchester City against Arsenal's 0.6. I think that tells you again just that, you know, Manchester City, I'm sure last year when Manchester City went down to Arsenal, they didn't have a positive fixture difficulty. I'm quite sure they didn't. Hmm. You know, um, so yeah. and if we look at this, if we look at this, the rest of it, it sees City's left 3.9, centre 4. Um, but then it flips on its head and it goes back to Arsenal with respect to XG at 1.6 and big chances at 2.5, shots in the box at 9.5 and 2.7 headers. Your shot goal predictors likes the idea of goals in this game, Gib. Mm-hmm. And and it's I mean the the metrics are unanimous in in seeing this this game as quite even right. So whereas Ar- Arsenal may have the the advantage in uh, big chances, shots in the box, and headed chances, right? Uh, City have the zonal advantage, and and those and and the the shot predictors are almost identical across the board. Um, so so I, yeah, I see this as a as a um, a a draw with goals. I think uh, may, makes a lot of sense. And then when we think of like, well, who who do we like? Like, how how is Manchester City going to come at Arsenal? I think they're going to play that very direct game, especially playing at the Emirates. Um, I think though it's going to be like offense defense and training or something, something like that. They're going to bypass the midfield long balls to, to Holland, who's going to check to and Alvarez running and beyond. And for that reason, I wouldn't hate if somebody were on, say somebody was thinking of, of going Hollandless. that that's not, it's not going to be me, but just to entertain that idea, like we were doing earlier, keeping Alvarez could be an astute way to play it. Especially in this fixture, if Holland is going to be the one checking two on those long balls, and Alvarez is going to be running in behind, Alvarez could be more uh, more at the tip in in this uh, in this fixture. 
Um, but again, this is another one, a rivalry, top of the table rivalry. That's very always going to be really difficult to call. Yeah, it is. And, and also, you know, Haaland does have decent record against top against teams who are, um, you know, further up the league, generally speaking, doesn't he? Um, I, he, he generated next to nothing last week. I think it was something like 0.05 or something like that XG. It was pretty, pretty appalling. Um, you know, away at Wolves. But that just shows maybe just how decent Wolves potentially are these days at home. I think Dawson gave him a bit of a, pretty much just put him in his pocket, I think, by the looks of things, by all accounts. Um, obviously, this is going to be different. But I, look, I just want to come back to this Harlan sell, right? 14.1 million. He's damn expensive. He needs to be returning. He needs to be returning. And he is not at this moment in time, hauling as much as potentially he should be. Um, if you are in a position where you cannot get to both, uh, you know, let's say you want it, let's say, you know, you're quite insistent on owning a son of this world and you've got Trippier and you're looking at that you know, and you clearly want Salah for Everton and Luton coming up in game week nine and 10, right? Is this the time to go away from him for a few weeks, knowing full well you're not going to captain him on nine or ten? Because I won't. I'll captain. I would captain Salah against uh, against Everton for sure, hundred percent. And I would captain Salah against Luton, a hundred percent. Is this the week to? Could you? Could you considerably? Could you conceivably not considerably? Could you conceivably go away from him in the international break for a few weeks? And by the time you get, you know, game week 12, 13, something, you know, come back, cover him with Alvarez, like I say. Perhaps you've got mm -hmm. your double Villa with those really tasty fixtures, double Villa, double Liverpool. You've got options. I don't hate it. I am genuinely considering it, Gip. Hmm. So what's, what's the reason to keep Holland? Why do we have Holland in our team? It's excellent. It's the, it's the only thing. It's the fact that you're just scared shitless of just getting absolutely destroyed if if okay. everybody captains him. And it's, it's it's nothing more than fear. And what did we say at the start of the season in the preseason about playing without fear? Is it stupidity, or is it? And, and look, I'm 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 saying this really genuinely here. I can't decide whether it's rank stupidity or it's just being too, or, or it's just being frightened. So you, you know, my, what, my, you, you know what I mean? Yeah, I, I do know what you mean. I, I I don't think we all started the season with Holland because of EO. I think we started the season with Holland because we know he can score four goals in any game, any game, and any game is possible is a possible massive haul for him. Any single yeah. one, any fixture, even this Arsenal fixture, right? And for me, that that fact hasn't changed. So yes, the, do the fixtures get a little bit more difficult for him? Aside from Arsenal, I would say no. It's it's the same shit. Well, Manchester um, United is not tough, is it? Manchester no, United is not a tough fixture. That's definitely not. not. He scored he scored at tricks before now against them, right? Um, I mean, it is something worth considering. I'm not saying I'm going to do it. I'm I'm, <laughs> I'm just testing the water. 
right, with right. you Here's... as a mate and from a perspective of, I think genuinely now we need to have a debate. We are not like the other shows, are we? We're not, we're not, we don't go with the Joneses on there that hall. We make our own mind up. We, but we mm-hmm. have to look at it in context, right? And I think so, that's key here. Yeah, but so I think in the argument to sell Holland, what, what I'm hearing a lot is I'm not going to captain him, right? Mm. I'm going to captain somebody else. But that's not the you, you didn't you don't have him to begin with because you're going to captain him all the time. You have him because of his potential <laughs> massive hauls. Whether you captain him I, or not, so. I don't think that matters though, does it? Because everybody else is on him when he hauls. This is the problem. It's almost like matters, you own him because you, if you, you, don't have you him. own him because you have to. Exactly, you own him because you have to own him. It's almost yeah. that you cannot not own him. I see. I, I don't agree with that, Mariner. I, I don't think that's why. I don't think yeah, at the beginning of the season, none of us were saying I'm going to put Holland in my team because everybody else is doing it because his EO is so high. That's not why I have Holland in my team. At least I have Holland in my team because I know he can score a hat trick any game week, including this one. And that fact isn't going to change whether you know having Holland actually makes it safer and better for me. Like I can go Captain Salah in, in a game week. Because I still own Holland, and and I, and so if if he goes off, great. And if he doesn't, then I don't really lose much either. Going without Holland, you have obviously then then you lower your floor. Do you really increase your ceiling that much? I it's feel like the, the it is a tough one. It is a tough one. It's tough. Um, um I, I mean, look, I'll say this right. Did we expect Holland to be ninety percent owned? Yes. 90 at 14 million. Yes. Maybe that's a little low. Well, I think the problem is, is that he's priced with to have other options at 11, 12 million, isn't he? Right. And there aren't any other options. And this is the other problem. There's Kane went and players like, which means mm. that De Bruyne's injured. So he's out for a long period of time. You've got this huge mm. void, haven't you? Basically, you've got him and Salah and then you're right down to nine million with Sun. Right. And that's mm. basically mm. where you are. I think 9.2 is the next price. So you're almost stuck in this horrible sort of soup, limbo, call mm. it what you want, of... Like you say, it, it it's the it's the ceiling. The ceiling's there, but everybody's got that ceiling. But it's the <laughs> it's the it's the it's the bottom which is the worry. It's it's the fact that if you don't own him and, and he's hundred and ninety seven percent owned, and he goes and scores, <laughs> and he goes and scores 25, 20, 20 odd points, you know, you're just you, you, I'd be deleting the game. So, <laughs> it's like, this this. This when everybody says they're going, they want to captain Salah, and and so therefore they don't need to own Holland, right? That's game week eleven. Imagine you're captaining Salah, you don't even own Holland, and Holland is home against Bournemouth. Oh no, no, no! He'd be back. I think he'd be back by eleven. I think you'd have to. I, you can't not. I think I'm looking at there's a there's a window. There's a there is a Salah window. It's, it's nine and ten. And I think also, I think if you double check that, and, and again, I'd have to look. I mean, again, I, I, I think I, you I'm also now. I, I, I can tell you now, Nairn. I, I can tell you right ten. now. In nine, Salah Salah has the Merseyside derby at home in nine, yeah. and has Forest and at home in ten. Forest at home in ten, yeah. Forest, okay. whereas Holland has Brighton home 
We know how their defense is. Yeah, that's good matchup. Them, and then and then United away, which you could argue is 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 a derby and could be tricky. But United are absolute garbage. He's going to well. play in though. He's going to play in that game, isn't he? As well. I mean, you'd think. I mean, I'm, I, we'd have to think about it a bit more about whether there's any possible rotation risks as well here and there. It's an interesting look. We could we could we could debate this for ages. I wanted to yeah, have the chat though because. And the reason I wanted to have the chat is because when we look at the captaincy metric, and I'll give you a, a little bit of a sneak peek here, is that he's struggling now. Hmm. It's interesting. Let, let's see. Like there, there are some comments in the in the chat here. Um, chat sports says ownership. That's so, like you said, fear the fear factor, Mariner. Yeah. Um, Connor Hunt. Uh, Connor says that Holland still has decent fixtures. It's just the EO as well. Um, Chat sport ownership and he's the and he's in the best team to score goals. Can't argue with that. So it's and and it's interesting to see. I I think we have a lot of people who are against selling Holland here and maybe because and I've but, no but, but, but there problem is, with it whatsoever. There are some great. There are some great. The conversation is really interesting. Um, and there are some people, so some good managers that are considering selling Holland. I I, I wouldn't say it's. Oh, sorry. Emergency broadcast <laughs> test. <laughs> really? Has <laughs> Donald Trump? Has Donald Trump turned up? <laughs> walking around. <laughs> Emergency broadcast. You just sold Holland. <laughs> <laughs> they heard we were talking about selling Holland. That's right. <laughs> oh man i don't know i mean look I, i'll say what it is and i'll tell you you know what there's the, the, the this is where again where we've had this discussion before about forcing it haven't we is it worth just going in tiny little nibbles rather than trying to take a great big bite and then choking on it and you know maybe when you're in the ranks that you're in like i'm in right now i'm thinking christ alive i need to do something here because i just be calmed i'm going nowhere no matter what i do i'm not gaining rank you know but, i mean you That's know it's almost like have yeah. you anything to lose but yes you do you, you could end up at <laughs> five million not three you know and i mean this is the problem right oh i don't know anyway but anyway and, and, it's an interesting the one thing debate I, I, I do think that Holland's fixture away at Arsenal this week is is another reason to potentially consider the opportunity of a free hit. Yeah. Oddly enough, well, yeah, I, I mean, I don't know. I agree with you on that, and I'll, I'll tell you why. Because hmm. I, I look at the free hit team that you'd pick, and you know, it's actually if you plugged it into something like Live FPL and hmm. actually saw how template it actually is. I think you'd find it's fairly template, oddly enough, because, you know, people do own the Spurs assets. They do own Salah. They do own... But not uh, in combination. You know, Watkins. Not together. No, no, you're That's right. That's the thing. But That's the key. I, I know what you mean. I know. I was going to actually come on to that type of... It's... it's. Oh, my God. There we go. It's again. I'm going to turn my phone off. <laughs> this is the fact is that don't do that. The world might be ending, man. That I mean, but maybe that maybe the reason that you know you're actually serious, you know, the the, the emergency broadcast going off is because you've got Darwin Nunes in your free hit draft. <laughs> that's, that's what's happening. They found me. They're chasing me with an axe. <laughs> <laughs> uh, 
<laughs> oh my anyway let's keep going shall we but no what a yeah. great chat i think it's a really great point and i think you know i think it's something that will keep coming up i think going forwards but i mean maybe it's just a bit of a i don't know post international break itch should we call it that so here's the matchup summaries anyway. So at 1 hour 20, um, almost exactly on the dot, a bit slower this week than previous, but probably because we've been having some big debates. Um, Brighton's matchup against Liverpool is the best this week. There, there we go. That suggests that saves something on fixture difficulty. Followed by Manchester United against Brentford and Newcastle actually away at West Ham. Some really strange ones. Everton against Bournemouth. Um, defensively wise, Crystal Palace against Nottingham Forest, probably because they may have to have super tight defence because they're probably not going to score many, so they're going to have to keep a clean sheet to get something. I've got a funny feeling. Uh, NetXG, you've got Brighton top, Newcastle second, Spurs third. Um, NetXG against Liverpool, uh, our worst, <laughs> 2.2, but who are best? Let's look at who's best here. Uh, Crystal Palace, like we said, so they're just going to back it up. Now, on a zonals, you look for the look for the greens. Brighton left and centre, Fulham left. You mentioned Gabe, um, Luton left against Spurs. God knows who that is. But look at this giant stripe of green across the matchups for Manchester United. Every now and again, our fixture difficulties, our our our, our um metrics i think probably have drank one too many glasses of wine this week i've got a funny feeling because they still like manchester united but anyway there we go one hour one hour 20 for that the next five matchups on the other hand are very now strong for liverpool and look at manchester city gabe and this is again why i'm making the point liverpool's fixture difficulty is double that of manchester city in the next five game weeks double you don't see that very often mm-hmm. you don't see that very often if there's ever a time to sell him it's now is the point i'm getting at you, you know what i mean if you're looking yeah. at the numbers if there's ever a time to do it it's right now um who else did they like though uh manchester united god knows why newcastle brighton aston villa now at 12.2 first time we've seen villa right up there this year hmm or getting up there, so there we go. Uh, defensively wise, Newcastle, double Newcastle defence, I think is bordering essential. The problem is, Gabe, is they've got injuries. And are you trusting them as much, given the fact that Botman is missing? You've got Lascelles playing for crying out loud. Um, they four, kept a clean four, sheet four against Burnley. Yeah, they kept a clean yeah. sheet against Burnley. Yeah, but how long is he going to be there for a month? Is that enough? Maybe it is. We brought Gusto it, in for a month, didn't we? They're, they're, yeah, I mean, well, they're saying that Botman could be back after the international break. Well, How said he definitely won't be back until after the international break. So, okay. Um, as for the other matchups, uh, Brighton left and centre, Manchester City, Manchester United right the way across, Arsenal right, but that was pre, that was with Saka. Um, mm. So that's going to change, obviously. Um, look at the, the green stripes for Brighton, for Manchester United, for Newcastle and Liverpool and in fact if you look at shots in the box Liverpool Brighton and Manchester United 54 Liverpool 52 
Crystal Palace 51. I think this must be as drunk as a skunk. Um, I don't know what's going on anymore. But anyway, that's that. And and you've been seeing this all the way along. And there's the example of Watkins. And I've just showed it there for you. If you were to take Watkins and change his involvement, he would jump right up there. Interestingly, Gabe, there is one defender on that screen. And it's Matty Cash. One defender on that list. Mm -hmm. But the top people with the most involvement, according to this prediction way of doing it, is Fernandez, Haaland, Salah. As he's obviously injured, he drops away. Rashford and, B and Bumo, two big, big cells right now. Their numbers are still suggesting their involvement. Goodness knows how, but their involvement is supposedly still there. Uh, Solanke, obviously, from the perspective of being a talisman for a talisman for for a team, basically with, well, should we say, a bit blunt to say the least, but a talisman. Then you've got players like Madison, Jackson, Son, Mitoma, and Pedro Neto. Look, probably the cheapest cheapest midf midfielder asset there, I think, pretty Enzo. much. And then Enzo a bit late further down. But look, he's overperforming at 0.27, Gabe. Yeah. He's the he'll go the other way. Yeah. Do you, do you see what I mean? So this is how you've got to – I'm going to keep looking at this. I'm going to keep working at this. But I am going to start showing this now because I think it's worthwhile two minutes discussion every week. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. Okay. Right. Um, football Content Awards. Let's do that right now before we dive into the, the metrics because I'm sure it's there next unless I've deleted it for some reason. Um if not, I'll just put the Excel up on the screen. But yeah, the Football Content Awards. Football Content Awards um, forward slash uh, voting. Find that, that hall if you would really like to vote for us on the podcast and also on the video. Editorial. Um, I'll tell all you what, FPL. I'm going to call it. Editorial. All about FPL. My, our mate, Surya. Go and see all about. Vote for us. Vote for Surya on the, on the editorial. Um, but yeah, um, Nima is, is still red flagged, but he is working very, very hard in order to be able to achieve a trip to Liverpool um, to support and to celebrate everybody else's victories, um, which is what he does because he's the John Terry of FPL. So um, <laughs> we love you really, Nima. Get well soon, my friend. Um, yeah. uh, uh, yes. Um, we so, don't love okay. John Terry, though. Right. Captaincy, and I'm going to dive in without the tune this time. Let's just go for it. Yes. There we go. It's Mitoma, Gabe. Wow. It's Mitoma. It's Mitoma. It's Mitoma. That's it. I'm free hitting. It, his halls are high, 94. His returns are okay. The fixture difficulty and NetXG match virtually identically with respect to the um with respect to the uh, mm. percentiles that mm -hmm. is you know it clearly aligns it likes the fixture so if you believe these you not only believe in fixture difficulty you also believe in net xg you look at his zonal involvements are very good his big chances aren't bad and he just edges some just and if you look at some sun is probably his past record Halls, returns, and points. Fixture difficulty, on the other hand, for Spurs is down a bit. And I think this is where we've got that slight niggle. Um, and again, I've left the injury in the, in the corner, the dog's in. 
um, in, the, in the background, I see. Um, yep, I've left the injury thing out. in from uh, from uh, Premier Injuries with uh, Ben Dinneris. Just to my, I go on. I always put the. I look through his website. It's a great website, by the way. I recommend that to anybody. Um, and I put down whether there's, you know, what what they rate the injuries are. And of course, Sun is a hundred percent at this moment, but there is a rumor, like we said, that he's injured as well. Harland third, Salah fourth, Madison fifth. Madison is an option, I think. If you don't trust Sun, Madison is an option. Salah is probably an option against Brighton, against the leaky Brighton defence. And of course, Haaland is an option against Arsenal. I would love to see a captaincy poll this week. Um, I can put the captaincy metric on if anybody wants to play with anything and tell us if anybody wants anything adjusting or if you want anything adjusting, Gabe, I can try it. Let me pop it on the screen now for you. Um, is there anything you want me to adjust this week? Um, um, I'm wondering if Madison, like with, with Son's potential injury, does Madison's involvement increase? Madison's involvement. So big chances. in So what? So his big chances involvement would go up. Oh, would he still do 90. that? He's still going to be the creator, isn't he? It's, I don't think it'll make much difference. Tiny bit, no, I don't have much difference. So, I I think he's probably at the top end of where he should be, unless he's been unlucky with respect to his returns or something. You know, has he been unlucky with his return? He feels, I feel like he's been unlucky because I own him. (laughs) But that's just me, that's me being unlucky, I think, not not the fact it's Madison being unlucky. Do you know what I mean? Um, Yeah, yeah. And we could argue that the fixture difficulty might be a little bit skewy for Luton right now. If we were to take that up to, you know, to a higher number, that pushes Madison. In fact, pushes Spurs probably right up there. Right. So if right. you, if I think you, it's difficult because Luton is quite a small amount of data. But I mean, I have to say, Luton are by no means the worst defensive team at home this season. By no means mm. the worst. So quite interesting. So yeah, that, that would be Do Sheffield you know United. You, yeah, it would. Well, yeah, at home. Yeah, I, I mean, I mean <laughs> what I would say. <laughs> well, I'll, I'll, I'll say this. I, I have not owned Mitoma all season. I don't want to waste the transfer this week. But if I had an injury, he'd be the player I'd bring in. If it was a midfielder. Definitely. And you know what? I'd probably I'd probably stick the armband on him as well. There we go. You would, would you really? Yeah, I think I would. I really liked I I liked him. I I, I liked yeah. him. I, I thought he's you know, I had a funny feeling about it. I, I you know me, I'm a bit down on Liverpool away from home anyway. I've I've been like that for long enough. Um and I, I did like him and I thought, hang on a minute, if everything lines up and he, he was fairly high, but then when we put the last week's date or the the you know the, the data in and the, all the involvement and everything, and then look at it from the perspective as at home, pew, up he came. And so there I, we go. I don't mind. I don't mind bringing Matoma in. I, I think um, Nipachan Utop in the chat said uh, Ezra to Matoma looks good. I don't mind bringing Matoma in a little bit early. You know they have they, uh, Brighton play Manchester City away next week. But, but even even in in that fixture, you know, Matoma going one v one against um, City's kind of like bigger uh, defenders who are built more like um, like centre backs. 
Although Matoma up against Kyle Walker might not be a great thing. Um, you know, Kyle Walker does have the speed to keep mm-hmm. up with him. So, so you know, if, if you can maybe work him into a rotation, you play somebody else next week. I, I, I really don't mind it because I do think I, I agree with you, Marin. I think the upside is there against Liverpool for Matoma this week. Yeah. Um, yeah. Obviously, don't make. I wouldn't make that transfer early. See what happens in the Conference League tomorrow uh, first. Uh, no, no, I totally agree. I totally agree. Um, the reason Saka's minutes are right down is he's twenty five percent. Flagged. 25%. 25%. 25%. Probably out for some time by the looks of things. So, I mean, uh, Nipachan in the chat and Val have both asked me to adjust. He went up to about 76. If I I put him up to 90 minutes even, he goes up to 80. Still no one near captaincy material this week. No one's really captaincy material against Manchester Manchester City. Whether it's home or away, they're not captaincy material. They've got, they can keep a clean sheet on any given day. You've got to get the ball off them first. (laughs) <laughs> to score on you yeah, I suppose yeah, exactly. that's the way I look at it what, but what no he's haul, like if, if we think that Salah has a good chance to haul against um, against Brighton say that goes up maybe not 100 but say it goes up to like 85 or 90 oh, well, well I mean it would probably go to 90 if he, if he had another if he had one more haul he'd be highest he'd be 98 right I'll tell you now one more okay, he'd be 98 okay. it dropped to 87 so it'd go right up there it's marginal. Okay. This is by no yeah, means a. Look how this close is they are. this is not a slam dunk this week. Um, I, I think you've got three or four, maybe five, even six options. I'll even go as far as Alvarez. There we go. Mm. I go as far as Alvarez. He's maybe just that little bit on the low side, probably because it's the big chance involvement for Alvarez. He, he tends <clears throat> tends to be returning from his free kicks, doesn't he, and things like that, right? Yeah. But interesting again an interesting one so um, yeah so that's the captaincy so it's mitoma i think i love i love that pick actually this week it's a really really good pick i think it's a nice and it's a fun one yeah 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 it is it is so okay what questions have we got okay uh, i'll start with discord and we do have a couple uh not too many this week on discord thingamabob gets us started with hello chaps if you end up taking questions this week's episode Thoughts on a minus four of Estupinian, Edward, and Giles to Porro. Um, wait, what? Now I'm confused. Estupinian to Porro, Ed, Edward to Wissa or Beto to Solanke, and Giles to Branthwaite. These seem like really low ceiling moves. Yeah, Three low really ceiling sh- moves, other than Estupinian yeah, would- to That's the only high ceiling move you're getting here. But would so- you take Estupinian out against Liverpool this week? He's probably going to concede, but you know what? He can return this week easy as pie. He could. He could. I'm not. I'm not too bothered playing him. His other question is, or do I simply just wild card now and get the heart? <laughs> <laughs> yeah. I mean, I you mean, could do a Nima has... rage wildcard, which I think I, I think Nima did a rage wildcard on Saturday night. Yeah, he did. <laughs> by all accounts, yeah. <laughs> so, given I'm I'm going to recommend that Thingamabob actually do wildcard. He has Rashford, Bruno, Gibbs, White, um, Giles, Edward, Botman, <laughs> wildcard, Pickford. <laughs> so cool. I, I would say just 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 wildcard that thing. Um, the, the next question here is 
Sebastian Kuhl. There must be something more interesting to take a minus four than that. That's the way I look at it. If, you, if you're going to take a minus four, at least make it lively. Yeah, right? Like, um, <laughs> Rash, I don't know, like Rashford and Gibbs White to like Matoma and Son or something like that. Like, that's, that's, I'd be looking for moves like that. Um, um, but Sebastian yeah, Kuhl yeah, comes I, in, I, I right? tend to agree with you. I, I think if you're going to take a hit, Take a hit with players with a ceiling where you think you're yeah, going to yeah. get some big returns on it, right? Yeah, yeah, yeah Do yeah, that. Yeah, totally agree. Um, Sebastian Koo says, 3.1 million in the bank. Should I sell Matoma Dusan to triple up on Spurs? No. No. Easy enough. <laughs> he currently owns Matters and Udogi and has Diaby and Gordon as his other midfielders. Sell Diaby. He's flagged. Um, you can buy him back if you want. Um, no, but he, he wouldn't be able to. Yeah, yeah, you could you could probably still get to Son by selling Diaby, but Son is also flagged, so that that'll be a risk as well. Is he flagged though? Is he flagged? I don't think Son? he's flagged. He's just not being seen in training, and then there's Correct. and there's That's rumors true. flying around. So yes. I mean, you know, it could just be some bullshit as usual. But his, you know, his, he, his groin itches. He has an itch in the groin. <laughs> <laughs> it's not always a problem that but anyway there's another story <laughs> that's, a, that's, a, that's another story for another time um, that does it for the questions on discord do we have questions here um i know we have 31 people in the chat um smash that like while you're here and, and we'll get to your questions momentarily i don't know if we've uh starred all of them have we <laughs> Ah, no, I don't think we have. No, I think we'd have to quickly whiz <laughs> through them. So, uh, but anyway, who cares? It's fine. Let's just yeah. uh, let's start with the question. I'll tell you what. I'll start with the uh, with the questions. So that whilst you're flat, whilst you're um, whilst you're tagging anymore. So, look, okay. let's start with K seven. So he's saying, is there a set midfield until game week thirteen? I don't think there's ever such thing as a set midfield. I, I tell you what, I would do though is that I think there are certain assets that are providing they stay fit. A borderline uh, essential is a difficult word, but very, very appealing right now. I think his salary is very obvious for me, um, simply because I think captaincy material for nine and ten, I think, is pretty much nailed on. Um, I'm sure he'll top the metric in nine and ten. I'd be shocked if he doesn't. Um, I, I think um, Sun and Madison potentially or one of them now uh, you could maybe go with one of those two Gabe I think because I'm not 100% sure of those fixtures but I'm trying to play the game and going and hoping for the best that they carry on playing in the way they are mm. and then I think you've got players like Diaby uh, and or um, who else would I probably pick in there I think that's about as far as you get. I don't know. I don't know who else you'd probably think. I think Diaby could be quite important, but then that fifth midfielder, I think, is a very interesting one. Do you go for a Neto or a Gordon? Gordon's an interesting shout at that. He's price. a great pick. I love the Gordon pick. I'm really happy to own him. I got him last week, and and knowing that he'd probably be suspended uh, for this game week, and he is. Yeah. My my here's here's my ideal five. This is this is the way. If I were if I were if I if I were on wildcard, the this is the way I would probably go. Um Son, Salah, Madison, Matoma, and Diaz. 
DS. And, mm. and until 13. And then that DS pick could, could you know, Diaby and Gordon can would compete for that. But I, I just really like, I, I really like what I've seen from DS this season. And with likely assured guaranteed starts for, for a little while, um, I, I, I think there's some upside there. So I would go quite um, heavy on the midfield. I like that pick. And I, uh, the reason I like it is because Gapo possibly injured if he stays if he's injured for any length of time i think that removes a diaz's possibly minutes maybe perhaps helps with respect to minutes i think um what do you think i mean obviously jota's suspended but only for one game he only picked a so he'll just come back in for sure but darwin i'm not so sure about with liverpool because i still can't work out whether he's nailed or not on wildcard, I think it's a. I mean, Darwin is Darwin's going to be. I think he's going to bang this game week, and then he might not. Then then it's international break, and he might not start that game. They 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 come back yeah. and and Jota will be back, and and then he has a he has a traveling, and so yeah. good on free okay. hit. Yeah, <laughs> don't free hit. You're bloody mental. Anyway, you, you, maybe that bloody emergency alert has just gone off because you just free it. Is that it? K7, I don't want to fall into a Watkins trap. Could we all discuss it? Well, we have already done K7. Uh, go back into the, we'll, we'll timestamp it. Go and find the Aston Villa chat earlier on. And we'll, we, we spoke about Watkins at length, yep. didn't we? FPL California, thank you very much. We've got a super chat, $1.99. Thank you so much. Liverpool have been very good away this season. They have, but Salah has not. His numbers have not been anywhere near as good. Significantly down, I think five times lower. We saw last week, Gabe, on XG, mm-hmm. home and away. Mm-hmm. About five yep. times, I think it was, wasn't yeah. it? And of course, Liverpool, um, yes, they keep winning, but they keep conceding too. So... Um, I did see somebody just talking about Liverpool. I saw somebody talking about bringing Trent in on a wild card. I, I think they must have too much money. I I think they must have too little or, brain. <laughs> that's that's insane. You're going to bring Trent, <laughs> Trent in against Brighton away to Brighton? What? No, 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 no. no. Um, who takes penalties for Everton? Question. Who Number is it? One? Could be. I would guess Calvert. It could be, but I don't. Yeah, I don't could. really know. Unless, unless, and there's a question here, McNeil. I'm not quite sure what that means. Any is McNeil an option for Everton? Um, McNeil, he yes, because of the headed matchup. His services right, to Calvert yeah. Lewin. Remember that that that's yeah. That, that, that's one. I mean, one way. he was. Oh, and set pieces. Pre- pre-season, we talked him up, didn't we? We we did talk him up because we were talking about. Um, he was quite talismanic towards the back end of last season with respect to Everton, wasn't he? When they were scrapping for survival, he was involved in an awful lot, was McNeil, to mm-hmm. be fair. Um, obviously, he's been injured this year um, and he's only really just coming in, he's only really just getting more minutes now. I think he's more of a watch right now. I don't think I'd be investing in anybody for Everton, quite frankly. No. Uh, Calvert Lewin, maybe as a, if, you know, gun to head, if I was wildcarding over the international break and I wanted to have a bit of fun, there is a far worse punts than Calvert-Lewin this week. He might, of course, he may get injured at half-time and go off. That's your fear. But equally, I don't hate it. Don't hate it. 
Okay, any others? Or is that it? Maybe all very quiet tonight. Maybe everyone's just happy to go and watch I, the football, I, perhaps. I put some, are, are you checking the starred ones there? All right, okay. Uh, no, here we go. Without, so we're here now. Without Rodri, Foden plays deep, Gabe. What do you think? Um, is he back? No, I don't think so. Sure. No, I, I, I don't think Rodri's back. Was is it? He? No, no, it was, three it, was a, it was a three match. Yeah, three, three was for Barcelona. Right. Yep. Okay. Um, I don't, I don't include, think Foden plays. That... Go ahead. Sorry, does I'm just. Did he miss? There was a cup game as well, though, wasn't there? Does the cup game count as suspension? I don't think so. I think it's just just league games. But I don't think Foden Foden goes to to play that position. I think I think they shore it up with the with um, Nunez and uh, and and Kovacic, unless I don't know unless they throw a defender in there just to, just to shore up that that send those central areas. But I, I don't think that that Foden is their the defensive response to to uh, Rodri's um, red card. No, he is still out. He's out till the twenty-first. Yeah, yeah, yeah. He's out till the twenty-first. Um, Botman and Saka to Porro and Madison for for me. Colm's saying, yeah, well, yeah. Like um, Porro's yeah. Porro's fit, and of course, Perisic is out now as well. So he's out for long term. Yeah. Sessignon's out. So yeah, what. Well, no, I don't no, mind but, that. But Borro's, Borro's nailed. So yeah, so those are great. The only thing I would, the only thing I would say is, you don't own a doggy as well. You don't want two. You don't want two defence. You don't want two of them. I, I still don't. I've got a doggy, but I've got him for attacking returns, not for defensive ones. I think that's I, fair. I, don't I, think... I, I wouldn't double up on, on Spurs defence for the long term. Fair enough. And and here's one for. Chat spot. I'm interested in a free hit this weekend. It hardly ever pays off for myself. Is it worth it? Um, right, Gabe, you're going to say yes, and I'm going to say no. Yeah. <laughs> what I would suggest you do, chat spot, is create your team, your free hit team. Just don't think of it. Create your team and go and plug it into two or three prediction programs and see how many points it predicts to throw up. If it's if it throws up something that you actually think it's going to seriously, you know, I mean, I think you have to almost think. I know you've got an element of gut feel to this game. I know you're, you're going to come from. I'm going to come in from a statistical side of things. My concern is here. I don't think the free hit team that you will create is going to be too far different to many other people's teams, and therefore, even though, like you said, Gabe, if you get those elusive double returns or joint returns or combined returns it will pay off you've still got to get those mm -hmm. right you've got to get a return and then it's got to be a combination i can't even get a return let alone a combination of returns so i feel there's better options last week was a far better option to free it than this week I yeah I don't agree I don't agree at all um, I I think mm -hmm. this is the better week to free hit because because of the way the um the fixtures work out um even even like people own a lot of City and Arsenal assets some people still own um, United assets and, and they're all just shit and and nobody has triple <laughs> Liverpool attack no I mean like, like no, the, 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 the nobody I has triple yeah. Liverpool attack 
the double the double Spurs attack, add Matoma to that combination. I think there's real upside for very few teams this game week. And and that's why it's a good uh free hit game week is because those very few teams we can load up on them, whereas others just have a sprinkling of them. But like you said, hey, so it still has to work out that way. It, it still has to work well out, but it has to anyway, doesn't it? <laughs> but I mean, look, I, I'd say this. I mean, look, if you were use, if you were playing the numbers rather than your brain, you'd you'd double up on Manchester United when everybody's selling them. You you double up on those, right? You you know what I mean? You no. you could argue that you're selling them, but if you played the numbers, you looked at the matchup this week, you would argue with Brentford being the in the mess they're in. No, you're not going to sell your assets to bring in assets from a bad team. What? Well, free hitting, right? You're free hitting. Yeah, but you want to free hit free good hitting. players from good teams, not <laughs> bad players <laughs> from bad teams. I, I look at this in a slightly different way. I mean, look, I, I personally think, and this is the other thing, and I know we spoke about this briefly before we came on air, uh, so, but I'll throw this out, right? Just very quickly in the chat, guys, how many City or Arsenal assets do you own right now? I'm going to guess that it's three, Max. No more. One of which is Haaland, who everybody owns. So that's two. And therefore, I actually don't think, because people are probably going to sell Saka because he's injured anyway. Martinelli was a previous option. He's gone. We had all this Gabriel, Gabriel and bloody Saliba bullshit, which went on pre-season. Everyone fell out with Arsenal's defence, so they've gone as well. I own Diaz, but I think I'm the poor soul who only owns Manchester City defence, or I feel like it right now. Um, I'm not sure there's actually that much ownership for them these days. In a funny way, Gabe, I'm not sure. There's that, there's that, you know, one each. Colm's saying one each. I've got two Manchester City. That's oh no, I've got three. Sorry, because I've got Diaz, but I'm, I think I'm the odd one out actually having a defender. I don't think many people are like me. Um, I, think, I, I think many people will have around three between between two and three. But the, you know these these are starters, and and you're totally right about the ownership in terms of like the defense. Like Saliba is yeah. the highest owned Arsenal defender at 26 uh, percent ownership. So. I mean, I'm not saying it's low. I mean, I, you know, I can see what you're saying. I just feel they don't feel like like in previous seasons. Where I mean, if we've got five or six Manchester City or Arsenal assets, you know, we've doubled or trebled up on them, and they're playing each other, and you've got attackers and defenders playing off against each other. I think it's a far more compelling argument. Do you, you know what I mean? Because mm-hmm. you, you're going to take you're going to rob Peter to pay Paul, aren't you? With respect to the you know, with the returns. So you're going to lose points and, and this. But, yeah, I, I I don't know. I don't quite see it, if it's, I'm honest with you, mate. It's the it's – the say you have two or three, and then plus there are a bunch of flag players, plus there's you might have United players. So these things add up, and you might oh, – yeah. I, 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 I don't want to get rid of Holland, but I might do it for a week. I don't know. We'll see. Might be back here in a couple. <laughs> well, let's Worst case, cry there's yeah. no show next week. So, well, that <laughs> so emergency, that emergency alert's just gone off. So, if you have sold Harlan, that explains it. So, there we go. <laughs> uh, uh, but uh, anyway, right. I think let's get out of here, Gabe. We're one hour yeah. fifty. The football's about to start. I think we're going to need to go and watch Newcastle against PSG. Um, unless Real Madrid are playing tonight. Or did they play last night? No, they played today. I think. Do they? Okay, right. Let me just move this forward. Right, okay. Mini League's still open. The free one, anyway. HUP69D. And 
shout out to Samir Chandikok in Singapore, who is in second place. I play golf with Samir. <laughs> he's a mate of mine. Uh, I work with him. Um, and yes, he's in second place in our mini league. I, we will start shouting out the mini leagues, Gabe, in weeks to come. I think we should. Um, I think we're getting to a point now where it's starting to, we're getting beyond the, the first few weeks. We will not be in that, in that list, of course, because we're crap. But anyway, there we go. So shout out to Samir. We, we, and he we said beat to me, Napoli yesterday, 3 2. Yeah, Sorry. he won't hear this because he says he's not watching any podcasts. And that's the reason why he's doing so well. I'll listen. <laughs> So say whatever you want. <laughs> That's what he said to me. Yeah, yeah. So yeah. Anyway, anyway, right. Okay. Here's the uh, haulers. So very quickly. Do you want so, me to do this one this time? Yeah. This week? Yeah, you give do it. Break? You do it this week. Yeah. yeah give you. Yeah, I'll do it for you. Uh, super haulers: David Harrison, Zach Harborboy, Daddy Bot, Greenback Golf, and FPL Robbie. Our haulers are Dread FPL, FPL Craig, Podna, Kevin Rose, FPL underscore Saffer, Connor Hunt, Doni FPL, Oscar Arias, FPL Teacher. That's uh, Lucian right there. Um, Blonde, Scotters M, Tom Gorsuch, Tavindra Raj, Lindsay O, FPL, DG Boy 88, Akshay, Dom, Claire FPL, Catherine A, William DeYager, uh, Harry Not Kane, Neil, Sebastian Koo, uh, Benjamin Lockwood, FPL, Robert Ducky, Niels Apples, Nick Khan, Big Mike, uh, FPL Discomfort, Kieran, uh, General Zod, um, uh, the, the one I can never Glad- read. Gladys Street Preachers. Gladys Street Preachers, thank you. The Everton uh, fan, clearly. Right. Yeah. <laughs> Jack M, FPL Planner, that's Tien from the uh, the FPL Sidenet podcast. We, we shouted them yesterday. Shout them again, again today. Tien's a great guy. Uh, Jamie Baker, Brett M, Mark Bond, and then Patreons, Elron, FPL California, Thingamabob, Rom Frosk, and Mike Bork. Thank you very much. And thanks for the, the super chat. Cali Love right there. Yeah, absolutely. And that is that, Gabe. Thank you so much, my friend. Um, slightly longer, but I think probably deserved it this week because I think this Harland, the no Harland, and I think the the Watkins discussions and things like that, I think they're well, they were well worth mm-hmm. it and probably overdue, actually. So, yeah. no, uh, very happy with, with that. Thank you so much, as always. Uh, I see the dog's asleep in the back, so uh, it's probably how That's I feel right now. Yep. Cashew. Cashew. That's his name. Very nice. He curls up Very and nice. sleeps. And when he curls up, he looks like a cashew. All right. Okay. Is that why you call him? Okay. Yeah. <laughs> looks, looks a bit, looks, looks a bit, looks a bit woof. You get that? <laughs> <laughs> a bit like me. Anyway, <laughs> gentlemen, uh, ladies, gentlemen, thank you very much. We were net that whole uh hit like and subscribe if you haven't voted for us there's a very little chance to vote for us now on the football content awards giant killing act at the ready let's hope for it but let's just hope for some points this week i think that's all i want really in life right now all the best everybody and see you real soon take care peace bye-bye